Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Please be sure to check the dashboard of the Master's Voice. The dashboard is where, when you look underneath this video, you will see the title, The Master's Voice. If you click that, it takes you to my channel dashboard. If you're not a subscriber, you are welcome to subscribe. There is no pressure to subscribe because I want it to be clear to old and new people who use this channel, even if you're here for the first time, that I am not doing this work to build up any kind of following. I'm not build, doing this work to build up any kind of personal interest group or anything like that. This is an end times prophecy channel. The prophecies on this channel are of a certain type. I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm here reading out the words, the dreams, the visions, the prophetic revelations, and very rarely and occasionally the prophetic teaching that the Lord gives me. So if you navigate to the channel dashboard, you'll see where you can subscribe. But I have to make this clear because every couple of videos, it seems that I need to bring it up. YouTube is not in in the habit or YouTube has no interest in recommending this channel to anyone. So if you want to stay up to date with the content that I am doing my very best to put on this channel, you are going to have to regularly check to see that you are subscribed because YouTube will simply unsubscribe you. YouTube will not send you notifications when there are new videos. As a result, there may be a ton of stuff on the channel that you won't know about because they will not send you an alert. So to properly subscribe, you have to go to the dashboard and then where the channel is, you click subscribe and then you have to put your notifications on. I think you have to click um, follow some videos and then click it again and then it says get, get all notifications. That's the only way. Hopefully you will know when stuff goes up. Secondly, when you subscribe, on the dashboard page, you're going to see home, you're going to see videos, you're going to see playlists, you're going to see about, and then you will see the word community. On the community page, I occasionally share things that the Lord brings to my attention that shows that the prophetic words are being fulfilled. Please understand that these prophecies are not going to fulfill in a single night. I see some people asking, when is this going to happen? I want to let you know that if you're in a hurry for Russia and China to get here, if you're in a hurry for this country to burn to the ground with nuclear attack or to be completely taken over by um, extraterrestrial creatures, the majority of people are not. God is not an evil person. God is merciful. These prophecies are going to fulfill. And in fact, many of them are already starting to stretch their legs. If you have eyes, you can already see that. However, God is still looking for a particular type of person. I've made it clear that not every, per every person who finds this channel is going to be interested in what is here, is going to believe what is here, and I am okay with that. I hope that that is clearly understood. I am sent to find what God is calling his late grapes, his late grapes. This ranges everyone from people who are truly born again, but have been resting on their backsides. They have been resting on their laurels. They have been relaxed and saying, I know the Lord and I've raised up godly children and I'm just trusting in him. But the fact is that the fire of many people's Christianity, especially what I call long wear Christianity, people who have been saved for 15 years and upward, 
If you do not constantly sharpen the edge of your faith, you will find that you are not living in cutting edge faith and cutting edge faith is what is needed to survive the end times. The end times are not called the end times because they are going to be fun times. They're called the end times because all prophetic truth involving the end of all things in which man will have dominion are going to converge and start to happen. You just need to read Revelation chapter 6 to know that the end times are not easy times because Revelation chapter 6, just the first few verses, is talking about the conquering, the conqueror that conquers. Then it talks about the red horse where the rider takes peace from the earth. Then it talks about the black horse. That's economic crash and collapse. That's the end of currency. That's the end of government independence and sovereignty, all the nations collapsing. This is the setup that is going to take us into the beast system, a system of murder, a system of mayhem and madness where I have shared that human beings will be changing their body. Life as you know it won't be the same. So to long-wearing Christians, you have most likely not had exposure to this in your long-wearing Christian career. You coming to this channel is God attempting to get you outfitted with new faith for changing times that you may not be ready to walk through. Another type of person that God is looking for is the type of person who has been hanging around at the fringes of Christianity, constantly messing up and talking about, but God knows my heart. God is here to get you out of that filthy, lukewarm Christianity because that is not going to be acceptable. And then there are people who absolutely don't know God at all. They are completely outside of the faith. God is looking to glean those late grapes and bring them in. Once that process is completed, I can assure you, because the Lord said this to me all the way back in 2012. He said, Celestial, I am sending you out to prepare me a people. Prepare me a people to meet me. So once that process is completed, and I have no idea of when God will say, I have enough. Of the, of the last grapes. I have enough of the final crop that I was looking for. All I know is that once God shuts off the time for that, these judgments that I'm speaking about for America, for the world, will begin to go off almost like firecrackers, but the Bible has a different term for that. It's going to be excessive labor pains that are going to birth out the beast system. And in that time, it is going to be a very strange and a difficult time to start looking for God. That's all I'm going to say. Today's prophecy is graphic, but before I go into it, I've spoken of the subscription process. I need to let you know that every video you are watching is attached to the main blog that is called the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog or the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy Blog. Simply look it up on Google, Firefox, DuckDuckGo, whatever you're using, and then you can go to the blog and read the prophecies for yourself. There are 430 written prophecies on that blog. Right now, I am only at 210 videos. So you can see that even if I decide to skip some videos, I have not even come close to finishing all the words that God has given me. And on top of that, the Lord keeps giving me new prophecy. So I'm doing the best that I can.
Today's prophecy is extremely graphic. Today's prophecy is going to require prayer from males and females when you finish listening to it. And just like the previous two prophecies that I just made concerning children, parents are advised to watch this prophecy to completion before you allow your children to watch it. And the Lord was actually quite clear with this one. And he said that this is not for small children. This is not for small children. You as a parent are going to have to watch this back and then find a way to filter it through to your smaller children. Because when you listen to this, you will understand that the only part your smaller children are playing in this prophecy is that they can easily be, be a victim of what I'm going to talk about today. Older children, yes, they can watch. And when I say older, I'm talking about your upper teens. So I'm not telling you to let your 11-year-old or your 13-year-old watch this. Please, this prophecy is talking about sodomy, the practice of having sex in the backside. Males and females having sex in the backside. This is a graphic prophecy, and let's begin. The title of today's prophecy is The Sodomy Ritual, Part 1. And I received this prophecy in a very unorthodox way on 5 July, July 5th, 2022. So just the day after um, independence. The banner scripture is this. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verses 24 to 25. And basically, this verse is talking about the fact that you're a man, you want to have homosexual sex. You want to walk around in the street and say that love is love, pride is love, pride is pride, whatever it is. The Bible says that the end of that is that God will give you up. So verses like this are not brought into mainstream church, just to start with. Pastors don't like to touch verses like this because verses like this put pastors in the peculiar position of having to actually show their church that they're willing to stand up for what the Bible actually says and preach it from their belly to prove that they didn't just go to seminary for nothing. Verses like this are verses that are included in scripture to let the church know that it's possible to push the line to a point where God will leave you and walk past you and move on and you will stay like that. And usually when God leaves you, walks past you and moves on, the person coming behind God is not Archangel Michael to say, I really think that you should be worried that Jesus just passed you and left you and moved on and you should repent. The person coming after God is usually the devil. And with the devil comes the reprobate mind from which you cannot be rescued. So because God truly is the embodiment and personification of love, he will wrestle a long time with people caught in sexual immorality, not because God likes sexual immorality or because God wants to tolerate it, but because God knows that hellfire is a place from which even God cannot save you. So instead of pastors bringing out verses like this and doing sometimes even a four-part series, if necessary, to warn the men and women, the sheep of God, in their care, that there is a place you can come to where God will give you up to your lust. 
where God will leave you to dishonor your body because you have decided to exchange the true things of God. What are the true things of God? God's word, of course, the gates and the walls that God has set by giving us laws, regulations, rules, and what I call the boundary fence to keep us safe. When you keep putting your shoulder and hitting against the boundary fence, you can't expect God to just keep standing there and saying, I'm fixing this fence one more time, but I don't want you to hit it now. Okay, it's not going to happen like that. What is going to happen is that if you keep hitting the boundary fence, you will break through and you will find out all the things that live on the outside of the boundary fence. And trust me, outside the the boundary fence, the U.S. government has no power. The love and love is love crowd has no power because across the boundary fence is the one who is the serpent, the dragon, the one who has deceived this whole world, Satan. And when you get on the other side of that boundary fence, it's going to be you, the devil, and the pale moonlight. So let's continue. This is a graphic prophecy, and I received it in what is an unorthodox way, but then again, uh, the Lord does do this with me. So I was worshiping the Lord the day after um, independence. I was really, really worshiping. I'd taken the whole day off, and I decided to dedicate the day just to spending time with the Lord, reading the word, speaking with him, and praise and worship. And it got to this point where I was really high in the spirit. I was really, really up. I was like, I could feel, Lord, I have truly climbed the mountain of the Lord today. And I was expecting to meet God. I knew that the Lord would come because this is the type of behavior that greatly attracts the powerful presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I was thinking that the Lord would come to me and begin to pour into my heart, maybe about my own life, about things that I had been seeking him about, but that is not what, ha what happened. As my songs were winding down, I began to hear God, and this is what he said. America is dying. America is dying. America is dying. You are singing her funeral songs. She is dead and dying, and you are here to write of her sins and bury her. So write now of the sodomy ritual and speak what I give you to say. Make it known to America what's hiding in her bones, what's in her foundation. Tell her what buried bones are lying hidden underneath her flag. Tell her the path that all who aspire to power, wealth, influence, and notoriety must take. The path of the rich is a dirty one, a filthy one indeed in the eyes of the Lord. It is the sodomite path, a guilty path, and all who walk it must be punished for it. Unless they repent, they will surely be judged for it. And as the Lord was saying this, I, I just sat down on the ground. I had been on my knees, but I just sat down on the ground. And I was feeling really depressed because even as he started to talk, the minute he started with America is dying, this booming voice in my spirit, I just knew Yes, Celestial, you sang, and yes, the Lord really rode on the wind to come to you, but he didn't come with the kind of conversation that you wanted. In fact, the things that God was showing me, the visions that I was seeing here, 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 this is going to be a lengthy video because I'm not leaving anything out. This prophecy includes um, two other prophecies. Um, he brought them to mind today, and I'm going to have to go through them as well. So this is going to be a lengthy video. So...
the Lord is saying, first of all, that America is dying. And this is something that I have been saying for this YouTube channel is almost two months old. Next month, it would have been two, not two months, two years old. Next month in, in August, 2022, it's going to be two years since the Lord uh, basically brought me by my neck here into the public space in YouTube and said that you have to make sure that these prophecies get heard. And YouTube is one of the, the, the tools of your generation. You have to use it. So um, here I am. So God is saying that the country is dying, and this is something that I, I think that many people, even those who use this blog, do not understand. People think that I'm here and I'm making videos because it's a trendy thing, you know, everybody's making a prophecy video these days. But as I said in the beginning, I, I have a task and I'm moving through that task. And from the way it looks to me, I will not be able to complete this task before the things that I'm talking about start to happen, some of them. The, the larger things are going to take time to develop, but um, things like the economy crashing, financial crash, money going away, we are going to live those things before you, many of you, before your children become majors, because the loss of money, for instance, is going to be part of the beast system. So this prophecy, God was saying, talk about the sodomy ritual. And even as the prophecy began, I began to see what the sodomy ritual is, and it, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. It says that this is hiding in America's bones. So this is what I'm about to talk about. It's a foundational American practice. Why is it a foundational American practice? Because this is a Freemason nation. This is a nation founded by secret society people. You see, um, the people who use Dove lotion out there, right, with the shiny um, teeth, are always telling telling um, people through the media and telling them through social media and all the various pundits are always trying to make people gaslit in this country and tell them that if they question the origins of this country, then they're conspiracy theorists, a tin foil hat wearer. And basically, I just want to empower the people that watch this channel and say that if, if you're even older than 10 years old and you still care about what people are calling you out there, then you really need to have a moment of reality check in your heart. You need to ask yourself as an adult, where is my courage? You know, where, where are my guts? Why am I so sensitive? How much? I mean, I like to think of myself as a free thinker, but why have I drunk so much of the public Kool-Aid that if people call me a thing or two, I'm so shy and I don't want to rock the boat? As Christians, I was just talking to someone on the blog today and I was telling them that we come from a very rich culture of people who died for their faith. Please excuse the noise. Christianity is founded on a very rich culture of people. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, these were people who defended their faith and the truth of what had been entrusted to them to the death in some instances. But I think often that it's a good thing the apostles are dead because if they were to be resurrected and see the legacy that has come after them now, if they were to look and say, well, you know, God, we died so much in the faith. Can we, can we see where our footsteps have led? They would be so ashamed to see um, how easily people are cowed and how much people care of fitting into the social order. And I know you may be watching and saying, not me, not me, but you just ask yourself how often you actually will speak up in a situation where your gut is pounding and you know you should, but you don't because you don't want to be ostracized or you remember the last argument and you don't want another one. And these are important things, but the Lord is always telling me, speak what I give you to say. 
And I give him the glory and the honor that I'm still able. As long as there is electricity in this house and there's Wi-Fi and there's just time, I get time to make these videos and I will make them. And he says that America needs to know what's hiding in her bones. What's hiding in this country's bones? No matter how much the shiny people say, oh, that's not true. These conspiracy theorists. This is a Freemason nation. This is a nation of people who um, struck oath. To strike an oath means that it's just like the three musketeers. Everybody puts their hand in and everybody takes a certain position to do certain things. And that is what is hiding in the foundation of this country. That is what the nation itself is resting on. And that is why the nation can never get free of the filth that seems to almost bubble up from the inside of it. And he says that the path to affluence, to influence, and to notoriety in this country is a filth one. And as we go on, I will explain why. It is a guilty path called the sodomite path, the path of having sexual intercourse in your backside, sometimes by force and sometimes consensually. And God says that this path is one that every single person, you're male, you're female, you're doing it female to female, you're doing it male to male. He says that unless you repent, you will surely receive judgment for it. The stars of America are sodomites, he says, it's your 6'9 football player for the Denver Broncos. These were explicit names that God was giving me, so I do not watch football. I do not, I had to, you know, just go after and check. And yeah, he said, so it's your 6'9er for the Denver Broncos that has sex in his backside. He said, this is your Super Bowl singer. This is your seven-footer who plays for the Cleveland Browns. This is your basketball icon on the Boston Celtics, the Orlando Magic, and many more of them. The Lakers have gay men. All those, those famous teams all have men who do this homosexual ritual, but they do not identify as gay. This is your NASCAR hero, your favorite golfer, or Olympian. They are gay, most of them. It is not their natural sexuality or orientation. It is not something that they publicly claim. It is the path to greatness in America. And so here the Lord is talking about how superstardom in America is not always clean. God has been talking to me about this for several years, um, naming certain people and showing me that their path was either a forced one, that sexual advancements and sexual rape was forced on them, and then they were rewarded with superstardom. So. This is, I think, traditionally in America, the older people might know it as the casting couch, but it's now the rapist couch. Because you see, in casting couch days, they might offer Lauren Bacall or whoever it is. I'm just giving her name. I'm not saying that God said anything about her. They might offer Catherine Hepburn or one of these women and say, you know, there's this really juicy, meaty part that has come up. This is what they will do. They will catfish her through the agent by telling her, oh, I've got something that's perfect for her. And then the woman reads the script and is so excited and they tell her to come in for a reading. She comes in for the reading and that's when the studio head will say, you know, um, you're a very attractive woman. And then it goes from there where the offer is made that this part is basically yours. That's what they say. This part is basically yours. And in fact, we don't even want anyone else to read for it. But you just need to 
And then the offer is made, and it was usually an offer, and if she turned it down, then that was her bad luck. She wouldn't get the part, or sometimes if she was firm and turned it down, she would get the part. The studio head might be mad, but the general board would want to make the money with that big face, and so a woman could squirm through now and then, possibly even a man. But this thing now is a ritual. It is a ritual. A ritual is a process with a specific methodology that you must go through in order to get the results you want. So to everyone who is having homosexual sex and saying, it's my preference, it's what I want to do, the Lord is actually saying that you are participating in a ritual for which, please listen, you must be judged. This is not something that Jesus is going to think about. He's going to weigh your good qualities, your bad qualities. Was she a good mother? Was he a good father? And then he only had this habit. You walk the sodomite path. You are going to be judged for it. And the penalty of it is first error in the body that I will describe and then death. So death is waiting at the end of this path. It's either death in this life through some of the diseases that will get people, or it's definitely death in the next one when you are raised to resurrection and asked why you did these things. Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns, Boston, Boston Celtics, Orlando Magic, the Lakers, many more, NASCAR, the golfing world, Olympians, God says that this is not a natural sexuality that these people have. It's not something that they will publicly come out. Many of them, he is saying, will not come out and say, oh, I'm coming out of the closet. You know, I'm a proudly gay. No, they go through the ritual because it's the path to greatness, but they don't even self-identify as gay. They have wives, but they have done this so that their star can catapult into the light. The path to greatness is brown says the Lord. It is a play of filth. It is a payment in blood and agony that they make. Each one of them pays their price. After that, you're free to choose your path to ascension. Ascension means to rise. Most of them have done this, the ones at the very top. Not all, but most especially the ones at the very, very, very top of the pyramid. Sodomites, says the Lord of hosts. So there is one thing that the Lord brought to my attention about this, not a pleasant detail, but a detail nonetheless. The Lord says that when this sodomy ritual is taking place, they will prefer it at the time a person needs to go to the bathroom. So... This is just the reality. And if you're asking, but Celestial, why? Anybody who has to ask why when the Lord is bringing out these details, details that I cannot possibly know, is because you're asking because you don't really understand Satan. There's a lot of Christians in Christianity. They, they have no idea how this thing works. They have no idea the book they're reading, what this book really is and what it is really telling us about this adversary that we have. People just like the devil's under my feet and things like that. And, and you don't understand that the devil is a meticulous destroyer. We're in America, we're looking at the fentanyl crisis, for instance, you see the shape that people are in. Those people are in an agony that you can rightly say is worse than death and yet they do not die. They are lingering in that abhorrent state of extreme suffering because this is Satan's calling card to destroy the human vessel, 
to make humanity unrecognizable and to know that God is watching his children like that with his heart breaking to see them like that. If you don't understand that Satan would rather keep the human being in agony for as long as possible before killing them, to stretch out the time period of defilement and know that God is watching. If God is watching the sparrows, he's surely watching us. And it is Satan's joy and pleasure to defile. So that is why this ritual waits preferentially until the person must go to the bathroom. Then that is the time the Lord was telling me they want to play in the filth because it is the very worst that a person, male or female, can do. So if you're practicing this and you think that it is God's will for your bedroom to smell like a pit latrine, a toilet, perhaps it's time to go back and revisit what the Bible says when it, when it says, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband. You, you think about if the verse is conveying from the depths of God's holy soul, and make it as filthy as possible. The sodomy ritual is a ritual where, whereby people have anal sex, sometimes for money, power, fame, or control. It is practiced in many homes as part of normal sex. God says it is the highest trending sexual practice in America after normal intercourse. American girls do this without even needing to be paid. And the way he said it like that, the way he said it like that is because people in other countries have to be paid to do this. So in other countries, this type of sex is so taboo. It is so off the books. It is illegal in a lot of countries. It's illegal in a lot of African countries, illegal in a lot of Asian countries. I don't know about South America because South America is close enough here for a lot of stuff to have just filtered through by osmosis. But in a lot of African countries, a lot of Asian countries, this stuff has never been taken off the books as taboo, illegal, unwanted. And there's a lot of persecution in those countries for anyone who tries to say, we're going to raise the pride. You try to raise the pride in some jurisdictions, it will get you killed. I am not supporting that, taking the life of people in any way. I'm simply trying to, sh to, sh to show the contrast how certain, certain areas, certain populations, certain societies absolutely will not have this and they stamp it out in any way that they can. So God says that in a lot of countries to get people to do this, to perform the sodomy ritual, you have to pay them. But in America, you just need to ask. Says that anal sex is a paid currency in some cases, as will be explained further. It is also a means of very cruel control and humbling in other circumstances. It is a way to break the spirit of people and demonize them. In all cases, God does not support this, and he hates it. Read what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah and do not make excuses for it because God hates it. You can find it in Genesis 19. It says American girls do it for fun. They do it to be considered progressive and cool, celestial. They do it to be seen as avant-garde by their partners. They don't want the men to see them as stuffy or boring. They throw it in so that men can think that they're an exciting partner. People in America think it's trendy, a way to express love or to experiment. 
with sex. They do it as part of the normal things that they do in bed. The prophecy blood to drink was one of the most, um, one of the most difficult prophecies I ever received. And I received it when I went back to read the prophecy before I made this video, I realized that God came to me in almost exactly the way he did. In Blood to Drink, I spent hours before bed reading the Bible and discussing with God and having very warm conversations. And I said that when I fell asleep, I felt almost like a child being tucked in by their father. But then a few hours later, God showed up like a smoking dark terror. I've never actually experienced him like that. I was terrified. I was caught in a sleep, a sleep waking state that I could not wake up from. And God was terrifying in that dream, dream state, dream awake state. I was very afraid of him. And he was telling me that the judgment he will bring to the United States will be like a drunken cup of blood. And I saw the cup and the cup contained um, cut up aborted baby parts because that is a blood sin. I saw the clots from women when they are on their time of the month because God was revealing to me that here in America, women do not abstain from sexual activity when they are on their set apart time. In fact, they, they, they do it and then say, oh, you know, it's much smoother and things like that. And at the time, you, you can't call God a liar because God doesn't lie. But as, as the knowledge was entering my heart, my heart was rejecting it like, no, this, this doesn't happen. This cannot happen because no one in their right mind would do it. But Amazon later informed me that they do do it and that there are other helpful things that women do buy on Amazon uh, to make sure that the inconvenience of just two or maybe five days out of the month doesn't stop them from sex sports because why should they hold back when their body is clearly doing something that is a sign that you should not be intimate with anyone. And so God was telling me the things that would make other cultures faint here in America and in lots of different parts of Europe, this is not frowned upon at all. And it's just normal sexual practice. So uh, he was saying that it's just part of the normal things that people do in bed. He also said that men of today are extremely perverted and sick, very sick in their hearts. So the Lord didn't say, oh no, men are very adventurous in bed now, Celestial. He said, no, they're perverts and they are actually sick in the heart. And this is something that the Lord tells me as his daughter, because I know that he is watching me and other daughters like me to keep us from what passes for men out there. Your father, you're listening to this video. You always wanted a son. God gave you four girls. Take these words to heart. Take these words to heart. And if your daughters are grown up, let them watch this video because if they are not aware of the predatory nature of today's men, you might just get a call with someone sobbing on the phone about something that you as a father cannot fix. There are things that can happen to your daughters, young gay men out there. There are things that can happen to you that your parents will not be able to fix. They can give you all the acceptance in the world, but you just fall into the head of one impresario, one male gigolo rapist type out there and your life will be forever changed. This is a fact. The Lord said, sex has become an illness among people now. It is a severe sickness that is bringing more and more horrific things into the bedroom. 
It is no longer the gift I made it to be, but it is a place where people now express their most sick and twisted inner desires and where they corrupt one another. And this is why, as I've often said, because I've often seen it, demons will enter the rooms of people in this time that we're living in and going forward into the future and join them in the bed. I've seen visions with dark shapes that I would put at seven, above seven, maybe eight feet. And most of these demons, for some reason, they seem to be all shoulders, just looming like this, standing by the bed of people fornicating. And the Lord has said, I, I shared it in one of these prophecies, I think it might be the one about catastrophic flooding, that in the final times, people will find that they get into the bed to, to have sex and they will end up feeling like there's three or four of them in the bed and male and female will be raped by entities that they can feel. You will feel a body. You, the female, will think it's the boy you're with assaulting you. You, the male, will wonder how this girl got so strong Male will be raped, and you won't be raped in a way that you might enjoy. You will be raped in the way I'm talking about here now by entities. And God says it's because the sickness that people are bringing into the bedroom are going to blast open doors in the spirit realm through which things will enter because of what man and man, woman and woman, and man and woman keep doing. Men are very sick inside now. The Lord says that men ask for things that nobody should ask for. And the women themselves are very weak. They want to be liked and they want to be desired and they want to be seen as trendy and mature. And so they agree to these things. He said that some women are happy to agree to these things, but others are being pressured by peer pressure. The Lord then moved on to Africa. He said, in some African countries, the sodomy ritual has become a form of transaction. So this is when you want power. You want to be famous. You want your business to do well. You want to be a multimillionaire. Or sometimes, and sadly, as I was seeing, it's you just want a job. You got out of college. You just want to get a job. You just want to get ahead. You want to work at this bank. You want to work at this um, actuarial firm, you, you just want a job, but they will make you pass through this act of having sex in your backside. The Lord says that they use it as a form of induction into lodges and induction is exactly what we do here in America. When you want to join a fraternity, you want to join a sorority. That's an induction you go through that process. You go through where they denied that they're hazing, but they're still hazing and even killing people's children. The process you go to where you take the oath and you make promises and you have to perform a series of tests. That's the process of being inducted into a frat or into a sorority. Induction, he says, is into the lodges, the secret societies, the leagues, the covens, the brotherhoods and sisterhoods of Satan that they have in Africa. He says it's definitely, anal sex is definitely one of the things that people can be asked to do when they are trying to gain power in the marine kingdom. For the marine spirits are the one that reign over all unclean sexual acts. This is their area and their forte. 
So when people want to get rich quick, when people want their album to sell, when people want to become um, famous actresses, actors um, in Africa, God says that they join witchcraft covens. They join brotherhoods and sisterhoods of Satan. They go to marine lodges, witchcraft lodges, different lodges, which is basically just different forms of secret societies like we have here. And he says that this act of anal sex is what politicians and powerful elites love to do. So this is still on Africa. He says that African footballers do it. Media stars, musicians, they're movie stars. Celebrities in African countries are willing to perform this ritual because they are rewarded with cult-like celebrity status. Once it becomes known that you've paid your dues, it is a matter of time before your star shoots to the top. Now, this is just a mimicking of exactly what is done here. The Lord says that the rainbow is flying in the spirit realm. So before I received this prophecy, a few weeks ago, I was praying and the Lord began to show me countries in West Africa and say that the West African countries in particular are greatly suffering from a shocking rise in this practice of anal sex. And he says that's because there has become, there has arisen in West Africa, a very targeted attack of Freemasonry. That's what the Lord says. Marine spirits and Freemasonry are running rife in Africa because the Masonic lodges and brotherhoods are becoming extremely bold and high profile there in how they seduce and recruit people. So this practice of Freemasonry, the Lord says that sodomy is a base foundational practice among the Masons. It's like bread and butter in their rule book. Now there's a lot of people, especially here in America, and they think that they know Freemasonry. No, it's a brotherhood and we do great works. And oh, you know, you see that little, I think that little compass with the G on it and everything. And they make sure that they maintain a certain type of social profile, you know, giving money to here and there. And people in the lower levels of this thing have no idea what the people in the higher levels are doing. The Lord says, you're not getting anywhere in the higher ranks of masonry unless you perform the sodomy ritual and agree to it as a rite of passage. It is not asked for at the lower levels, but at the higher levels, it is a gatekeeping ritual and you will not pass higher without it. Now, what is a gatekeeping ritual? Anything that you call a gatekeeping ritual is what separates the men from the boys. No pun intended. A gatekeeping ritual decides how much you really want it as a man, how much you really want it as an Eastern star, because you will rise, rise, rise based on merit, based on following all the more obvious rules. They have public rules that everybody knows about, and you will rise at a certain level following that. But then it comes to a place that I personally, Celestial, I call it the choke level. And I talk to Christians about it all the time. The choke level, for instance, determines how far you're willing to go with God. God will ask you to do this and you agree and ask you to do this. And then God will ask you to do something. And that's where you're like, oh God, I can't do that. Think of the outcome. Oh God, I can't do that. I'm too scared. Oh God, what will this happen? That's your choke level. As long as you do not mature as a believer beyond a certain choke level, God can't ask you to do anything and God can't tell you anything because he knows 
know, he, he'll know that you'll start crying and God, I can't see this and I can't unsee this. And so we all have different choke levels. And when it comes to satanic stuff, they have gatekeeper rituals to make sure if you are a young man moving up and then you're thinking, well, I wish I could get that position in the United Nations. And there's a Mason in there who knows that with two phone calls, he could get you attached to the secretary general's office detail. And he tells you, well, young man, you know, I, I know that you're, you're a Mason and I'm a Mason, but the thing is, if you want to come up where the Eagles fly, then you need to let me and my brother have one night with you. They leave you with that kind of offer and they give you time to think. And the Lord was showing me in the prophecy, what you never heard before part one, that prophecy is really old. It's three years old, July the 6th, 2019. God was showing me that um, that movie, Indecent Exposure, is America's real life bread and butter. That they make you offers for your spouse, they make you offers for your daughter and your son. Men who have political aspirations. And then they let you know, you know, Fred, I could get you on the, on the circuit court easy. I could get you here. I could get you there. Most of what you watch on TV in America is partial, meaning it's a game. It's no real than Game of Thrones or whatever else they have on TV. It's meant to keep you occupied because the real transactions and the real people who will get appointed to wherever else happens behind the scenes. Who's willing to play the game? Who's willing to do the ritual? And that's how they go up. So God was showing me that West Africa has been specifically targeted by the Masons and that people in that, in that part of the continent are coming under increasingly bold sexual assaults. So they're no longer hiding the offers. This is what God was showing me. And he was showing me some very blunt pictures. Men and women in these African countries, West Africa specifically, but also throughout the continent, are seeing more and more homosexually rise in the population. And here's why. The population are being approached by people in Freemasonry and other types of societies, and they're offered money, jobs, positions, status, and even the basic daily needs that they have for life in exchange for backside sex. God says that these people, the rich, political, high political people, even musicians that see other younger musicians wanting to enter, um, enter the, the music industry, movie stars who see other younger movie stars wanting to maybe look for a part on a small movie. Is this sounding familiar? They entice the poor. They entice people who are just trying to, you know, when you go to college, you have a, you have a right to look for a job because you didn't go to college to make friends. You went to college to get an education so that you can come out and be a part of the general society and contribute to the general economy and also draw from the general economy. But when there is a gatekeeper ritual set on your ability to find a job as a woman, when a man is saying to you, well, you, you look great on paper. I love, I just love this CV. I love your resume. You're, you're just what we need. And you're sitting there and you have that familiar hope in your heart, like I'm killing this interview. And then he puts your entire life, he puts it down. And his face has this look that says, let's get to the real thing here. Let's, let's do the real deal. I wonder if people can imagine what a young person's heart will go through if they have to face that. And God is saying that the request is no longer for normal sex. It's for sodomy. 
And it's not by mistake that this is happening. If I have to make this video, this video is going to get made the right way. This is not happening by error. Satan is defiling the population because as God revealed, when men and women go through this type of abnormal sex repeatedly, satanic desire and satanic hunger for it is unleashed in them. And the Lord says that the men don't want women anymore. So America, if you're wondering why the population of males going left is skyrocketing out of control, that's because if you get a boy young and you bring him into this, it is Jesus Christ power alone that is going to restore normal desire for a female in him. There's a reason that the Bible says that they abandoned the use of the female. When you abandon something in life, does that mean you go back to it? Do we abandon things and go back to it? No. When people drive their pets out to the bush and leave them there, that's because they don't intend to keep them anymore. Abandonment means I have no further use for this. So the Bible didn't say leaving women for a little while, but planning to go back to them. It says they abandoned the female. And then it says again, they abandoned the right use of the female. This speaks of the rise of heterosexual couples continually straying into this area until both male and female prefer it to what they're rightly supposed to be doing. So there's a reason that this is rising. This type of sin is a gatekeeping ritual, but it is also a gate breaking sin. And I've spoken about gates on this channel many times. When you break the gates, demons come in. That is a fact. Jesus said that when deliverance is done on you and the evil spirit the pastor wrestles with the evil spirit and casts it out. He says the evil spirit will always come back to do a wellness check. Is the house full of scripture? Is this person fasting? Is he praying? Or is he still watching compromising movies? How do I get in there? Because the Bible says that evil spirits hate the dry places. And so they will come back. And so when this spirit is able to get in, it will raise up desires and hungers that are so powerful and so lustful that unless Jesus helps you, you will remain its captive. And this is whether you do it willingly or unwillingly. I think it was 2018 or 2019, the Lord said to me, and I shared it on Facebook and a lot of people were like, oh no, oh no. The Lord says that if you as a woman indulge in this, the man who does it to you, will always have a hold on you until you are delivered. Whoever that man is that breaks a female's gate, you will constantly find, oh, I was thinking about Fred. It's been so long. I don't know why. Fred is in your soul. He is in your soul separate from all the other men because he's the one that broke that gate in you. So the Lord was showing me that this ritual is used to induct people into witchcraft, that when witchcraft is being performed or when you go to get power through witchcraft, it is used because it breaks the gate of the spirit. He says that it is used to entice the poor, male, female, girls and boys, by showing them the kind of money that they would never see on a daily basis in exchange for using them where God says not to use. 
And so I saw that there was a shocking rise in hidden homosexuality in West Africa. People were working hard to hide it. It was shown to me like a thick, filthy black and greasy oil, a black, like an oil spill clinging to a white garment. And it started from the very top of the garment here and went all the way down to the hem. And that, cl that clinging, greasy oil was sodomy flowing from the top of this garment where the rich and the powerful sit all the way down to the common people of these nations. And it was coming into the population because rich people were continually offering great sums of money to the poor for sex, especially same-to-same -same sex, rich women, women offering young girls money and then saying, I can help you get this business started. I can help you get the exposure that you need. I can get you an introduction to that senator, but I just want to spend some personal time with you. And the jargon was becoming such that people knew what was being asked of them and they were agreeing to do it for money. But the Lord showed me that after even very few encounters, men who had never seen another man, straight men, Men who had never seen another man or ever thought of them as a sexual partner became infiltrated with a very powerful spirit of lust. It was hard lust. This is what the Lord was showing me. It was the kind of lust where these men were struggling to get rid of it. And so they increased their sexual activity with females. So if a man did this once thinking, okay, I'll just do this once to get into this bank manager position, the thing is, once you get into that position, and I will deal with this when I get to the prophecy about the stars, the famous, once you get into that position, they don't stop asking. So they would come and ask again, you know, after a few months and say, how are you settling in the job? And you, you, you've managed to put that memory behind you. Then the pop up again and say, so, you know, a few of us were getting together and then you come there and they make this offer. And now you can't say no, because if you say no, they'll fire you. And so the Lord says after a few times, even straight men, were infiltrated with the spirit of lust. And so what the, the, the straight men did is they tried to get rid of it by increasing their activity with women. So if it was a single boy and he had one girlfriend, he was now cheating on his girlfriend with multiple women because this lust spirit was driving him, uh, uh, driving him to men. But he didn't want to go to men. So he was running to go to women. These men will run to go to women. But the Lord says eventually from what I saw, from what I saw in the vision, they could not get rid of this spirit. If anyone thinks that you can get rid of a spiritual thing through going to a chat group, going to a support group, talking to a psychiatrist, these are just placebo fixes, empty. They cannot help. And so eventually these men were driven back to all male sex because it was only when they were with men that they actually felt relief come upon them. And this is what I say to people who come to this channel all the time, whether you're Christian or not, it really doesn't matter to me. I say to people that if you have a spirit of lust and you think, oh God, give me a wife. If you think that a wife is going to deal with what is spiritual, you will rapidly find that your wife is not enough because the spirit of lust by nature is a growing, consuming spirit that is not satisfied with anything. 
Whether you have lust for food, lust for money, lust for being accepted on social media, you will never have enough followers. You can never have enough food. You can never have enough drugs and you can never have enough sex. So when you have a spirit of lust and you don't kill and crucify that thing before marriage, you will get married, exhaust your partner, and then say, Janice isn't keeping up with me, and begin with pretty Pamela at the office, and then Pamela won't be enough, you'll be having orgies, and then eventually you will get caught because we are in the era of exposure of all things, and then you'll go right back to being a single, divorced, much poorer, lustful man or woman. So I saw this strange lust come upon people and it was even making people to commit rape. I saw big cars in Africa that were slowing down to speak to boys of school going age. I saw big cars in Africa slowing down to speak to men. I saw that men who were looking for a leg up, trying to get a job were met with indecent proposals. I saw this being said, to a person who came to apply for a job. With just one visit, I could make you a vice president in this company. Just think about it, just once. And I saw that people in Africa, men and women were being paralyzed by the horrible choices that were being put before them. But a lot of them who were faced with closed doors, not enough options in life simply said, yes. The Lord showed me a girl who was being done in this way by a very fat and ugly looking politician in the nation of Liberian, Liberia. The man was behind this woman and I saw that she had been doing this and the man had been rewarding her with very heavy, solid gold carat jewelry, giving her US dollars and nice clothes. So on the chair in the room, it was a very dark and horrible room and the presence of demons was in that room um, that I was standing in. I saw that the man had put stacks of US dollars and some nice dresses there for her and she was already wearing a very heavy gold necklace um, that he had given her. And the verse came to me, likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And so now here is what God calls the sodomy ritual, the backbone of America. This information was given to me exactly as I read it. I wrote it down as it is. They sleep with someone in the backside. They do it to break them. They do it to humble them, or they do it to fracture the psyche in a way that is hard to repair and hard to come back from and hard to repent of. So this is one of those sins. The Bible says that everything is sin, but the sexual sin is the worst because it is sin that is inside the body. So you can steal, you can lie, you can be malicious to someone else. You can even commit murder or do witchcraft, but all sexual sin is against one's one's own self. So when you give someone the ability to commit sin with your consent, this is if it's done with consent as the ritual, then you are giving them the power to break and destroy and fracture your psyche in a way that God says it's very hard to repair. This is why people who have been raped struggle with this. Rape is heinous, but crimes like this inside the body are hard to fix. Jesus can fix everything, but there's some stuff that's harder. It will take longer 
The deliverance will be longer and more painful. God says it's also very hard to repent of this sin. That is why we have a lot of people secretly struggling with this sin in the church. They seem to not be able to get rid of the desires, the hunger for it, because it's hard to repent of. And that is because the Lord says when anal sex is had, major gates within the spirit of a person are damaged and with regularly doing it, those gates will be destroyed. So the scripture that comes to mind is, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The answer is, the righteous can rebuild those gates, but like Nehemiah rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem, it will take time. When your gates are broken, you become an open highway for demons. Demons can easily be sent into your psyche and called up at will in the form of multiple personalities. This is why sodomy is an integral and trusted part of kidnapping, mind control programs, religious and secular fornication, satanic dogma and doctrines, and all satanic rituals that hope to draw down extreme demonic power. Witchcraft initiations depend on this and another form of unhallowed wickedness called sex magic. So I haven't taken time to go into all this, but from what I understood, the Lord was saying, because this is a great way to break down human beings into little rooms when you keep doing it and to exert mind control, God says that this type can easily be used to traumatize a person and then divide them into multiple personalities. And it reminds me of one of the prophecies that I did in the, in the sin series, where I saw that with regular abuse of little boys by their mothers and fathers, I saw that the children Boys and girls became fractured in their minds. And when their parents would appear to sexually molest them, the child would separate. One person would stay behind and deal with the abuse. And the real child went behind a wall and would be playing behind that wall and imagining behind that wall as if nothing is happening to them while the, the actual child's body, another personality is created to deal with the abuse so that the real child doesn't have to deal with the, 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 the trauma of this is my mother, this is my father, and I'm a baby. Babies don't do this. Other babies don't do this. Why am I a baby having to go through this? Children fracture and that type of thing happens. So this is part and parcel of even religious fornication. And I've already spent time talking about all the pastors that are touching on the young men and spoiling the young men in the church and spoiling the young women because these pastors have this particular lust. Even when they are abusing young women in the church, it's not normal sexual activity that they want. It is this sodomy ritual that these pastors, a lot of these pastors are gay, okay? A lot of these pastors are gay. And the Lord did say, it is still in prophecies to come, that their sex tapes are going to come out. So those who have brave eyes that can watch sex tapes, the Lord says that there will be more than enough on these pastors. Their sex tapes, when they're preaching these hot homosexual sermons and shaking with righteous indignation, you're going to see them shaking in another way with young men because all the information, the Lord says, it's going to come out in public. So 
It is easy to fill a person with demons after mass abuse by anal sex. This is coming from the Lord. So the Lord is saying that when people uh, congregate and anally abuse one person, the gate that protects a person's spirit and sexuality will be destroyed. And once you have destroyed that person, you can do whatever you want to them. So you can make a mind-controlled slave out of them. You can make an MK Ultra um, drone out of them. You can do a lot. The Lord says, when normal sex is abused, that is fornication. But when forbidden sex takes place, it is something else altogether. It breaks the gate. What is a gate? A gate is anything that God tells people not to do. If it's forbidden for human beings, if God has set a barrier for us, don't touch that tree, don't eat that fruit, do not commit incest. A man shall not lie with a man in a like manner as a woman. That is a barrier, that is a gate, and it is not to be crossed. Whenever people break gates, they go astray. Idolatry enters in, falling, falling away always happens. It gives room to debauchery. That means a loose, wild society where anything can happen. And it's always followed by God's destruction. And please bear in mind, if you're here in America, that the two examples that God always gives of how he's going to judge this country is by Pompeii and by Atlantis. I've covered those in multiple videos, so I will not go into it. The Lord says, when you break the gates, there's nothing waiting for you on the other side but destruction. So after a person is anally raped, forced sex, a person is broken. Lord says a person is so shattered that that person is barely coping, especially if this is done to a man or a child, a man or a young boy, even a grown teen boys of a grown teen boy of 18 years or slightly younger, God says that the damage that is done to the mind of a male who suffers this is like a sledgehammer being sent at full force against single pane of glass. So we know that a sledgehammer can be used to destroy the wall of a house. Imagine the power of a sledgehammer, not even a normal hammer, but a sledgehammer going against a single pane glass window. That's more force than is necessary to break the glass. Yet that is what happens. And the Lord began to talk to me about prison and say, think about the men in prison and how they come out so hardened and as mean as rattlesnakes. And they are spilling out anger to the point that it seems that they will kill at a single wrong insult or comment that someone makes to them. God says that these people seem like at the slightest provocation, they go from being normal to becoming murderers. And he says, where do you think that rage and heartbreak comes from? You cannot quantify the rage and the heartbreak that is in these people because of what has been done to them in prison. And he says that people meet these people and think, you should have stayed in prison. You didn't learn your lesson. I think you're worse than before. And so I saw this man walking around. God showed me a black man of about 45 years, and he, 45 years old. He had been to prison and he had just come out. He was out. And he had a bitter and a very scary expression on his face. And he was carrying this very sharp knife pointed with the blade out, pointing outward in front of him. But there was actually no knife there. And the Lord says to me, you see that knife? That's actually his willingness to kill. That is his willingness to defend what's left of his manhood 
after what he's been through. And God says, if anyone so much as jokes around that man, tells a joke that makes him seem like he's gay or weak or anything like that because of what has happened to him, says that man will go into action to defend what's left of his manhood and he will use more force than is necessary. So God says, the response that comes out of these men that have been abused, whether the man actually went to prison or in any situation where a boy has had this type of sex forced on him, the Lord says that the fight and the rage in a male is far more than just a simple comment that someone will make, at, make to them. And he says, this person will rather die than admit why they are angry. And if you bring them up in court on charges for whatever they do, they will tell the judge, he provoked me, but they will never say why they were provoked. And he says, and they end up going back to prison, back to the hands of their abusers. And when it becomes too much for them in there, they end up dying in a fight much like the same fight that sent them back to prison. And so as the Lord was speaking, I saw a scene. I saw this man that I had seen with a knife. He was hanging out with friends and they were all talking, but he was mostly silent. So he had lost his ability to really participate in social, social blending and conversation. He was just standing there and uh, occasionally would say, huh? And then someone made a joke about prison and it, it was just a simple joke, but this man got into a fight with the person who said it. And the next thing I saw, this man was back in the orange jumpsuit and he was saying, your honor, you don't understand. He provoked me. But when the judge was trying to find out, well, what was this provocation? Because then of course it can bring down your sentence if we see that you hurt someone else and we know why, you know, it's not like you won't go to jail, but it helps the sentencing, but he would not say why. And he went back to the same jail where he had been raped before. And God was asking me, Celestial, what do you think makes a man like that? Excuse me, please. He says, it's the thing that they do to them in prison. It's prison life. That's what you get when you hold a man down like a gang, three or four or five of you, and you violate the gate of his spirit. And this is exactly the activity that the Lord was speaking about in the prophecy with children that five, six, seven boys will get three, two girls and drug them and then do a running train on them, sleep with the girls one after another and spend the night rotating among the girls. Say sexuality is the gate of a man or a woman, a very important one. It is not meant to be broken or tampered with by anyone for it is the primary door by which the devil and multiple demons enter. Stop sleeping around with people. Stop sleeping around with people and go and get some deliverance and you will be shocked to find out what has been in you all these years with your one partner that you put, we love each other and marriage is just a piece of paper. You're fornicating. And I guarantee you, you have some hardened demons, both in you and him. And even worse, if it's you, a her, and another her, or you, a him, with another him. The Lord says, in a man, woman, or child, when you break the gates of sexuality, destruction will come. When Adam, the Lord is speaking of men, says, when Adam is assaulted, the male in him is violated sometimes beyond repair. He can no longer function as he was made. 
He is ruined and sometimes the damage is irreparable. For many people, your adult sons, perhaps who have entered the LGB life, have cried on you and told you that yes, you raised them in Christianity and yes, they understand what God says, but mom, I can't stop. I don't know why I can't stop because the Lord says sometimes it is impossible to repair the damage, especially if this has taken place the first time or the first few times by violation and not by the male's consent. Sometimes the male is ruined for good. God can heal it, but the damage can be so far reaching and so long lasting that it can even have the effect of turning that man into one who begins to lust for the contact again and again after it forcibly happened to him. In other words, you can be raped as a male and you can eventually find yourself trying to overcome the trauma. And yet, like the people in Africa I spoke about earlier, you find yourself now wanting only males and going back to males. Repeated sodomy can turn a normal straight male into a pedophile. Repeated sodomy can turn a normal straight male into a homosexual. Repeated sodomy can turn a normal straight man into a violent, angry sociopath whose soul is so damaged to the point that he cannot recover from his inner wound. He is destroyed inside and will eventually destroy others. Alternatively, it can make a man weak. It can ruin his life. Sodomy is an inner wound, says the Lord. Beware of its bite. So this pastor was this, sorry, this prophecy was very long and I had to make it into part one and part two. It was too long. It would have been pages and pages if I did it. So this is the first part. And um, like I said, I wrote here, pastors are doing this. They are openly getting married here in the Church of America and calling themselves the pastor and the first husband of the anointed church of such and such. This is carried on everywhere to a huge degree because a lot of people never want to admit to it or call it what it is. Teenagers are doing this. Married women and their husbands are doing this. Single men and their gay lovers. A lot of single women. Let me stop here because... The Lord never really shows me what female to female are doing. And I thank him for that small mercy. But these women are buying apparatus and putting it on one another and using it to simulate normal sexual activity with themselves. There are even women, and the Lord brought this to my heart. Sometimes these things, they, they go so much all over with the Lord showing so many angles. And I just try to do my best. The Lord was bringing it to me that a lot of married women know that their husbands are just two or perhaps just half an inch away from gayhood because of the things the husband requests. The husband requests that the woman will put on these male parts and do these things to him. And the women do it because God says they're already invested two and three children deep and they don't want to lose the house or the look of being married. So they accept that their husbands are potentially bi, but if they will do this for him, if they will be the man to him, then at least it stops him from going out to have boyfriends and it stops them from having a divorce. Even experimental middle schoolers are doing this. This is happening in real time. 
this is fact and reality. So these are the things that Orthodox Church isn't telling you because of course it's rapture time and that's a lot more important than the reality of the destroyed society, the destroyed people, the gate broken people that we are dealing with on the ground. It's much more interesting to be doing kumbaya than it is for us to wake up as adults and realize the state of the church, why the church has no power. The church has no power because if the leaders are coming under fornication and these strange lusts, the lusts for which God destroyed Sodom, Gomorrah, and the other cities of the plain, then it's no wonder that the church has power. You see, Satan is not obligated to bow to anyone who thinks that parroting the name of Jesus with your mouth is how we exercise power. There are people in the last days who are going to get such a shock, you know, like the seven sons of Sceva. You're not studying the word of God. You're not internalizing the power of this gospel in your heart. And then you think when an alien bursts through the side window, you're just going to go, Jesus, Jesus, the alien is going to go, well, you know, I know Paul. And I know, I know Jesus, but there's no power in your mouth. I do know this name. You do not believe in this name. You're just using it and waving it around like a wand. But you don't know the God behind this name you're speaking. And so, no, I won't leave. I'm going to beam all of you up to the fifth dimension with me. The Lord says that this movement of a sodomy lifestyle it will become one of the most powerful movements in the end times. He says that the world will never believe what it is seeing and dealing with when the rainbow coalition takes over. That's why it's everywhere. That's why such a tiny percentage of, of the population seems to have captured all news media, all the news waves. You can't go on social media. You can't go into the bookstore because now the bookstore people are terrified of lo losing revenue. So they just like hang the flag out there, March, because we need to sell these books. He said it will become, it's a movement that's bursting out into the open, but when it becomes fully known, he says that a lot of people will actually wonder, when did the idea of the male and female together in his original design becomes such a hateful and outdated concept, it will get to where it seems like God never created Eve for Adam at all. Wait and see. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. I thank you for being with me. And I would just like to make a small note here. Uh, there were two prophecies um, that I shared recently. They are on the blog. I strongly suggest that you read them on the blog and that you share them to other parents that you know. One is called the next generation inherits nothing. And the other one is called the secret life of children. And when I made those prophecies, as I often do, when there's graphic content, I said in the beginning, this is graphic content. As a parent, you should watch this before letting your children watch it. Please understand parents out there that you need wisdom and discernment. You are the cheerleaders of your children. You are the ones who are captains of the ship at home. Some of the themes on this blog are not for your younger children. 
I'm sad that I even have to point this out because if I was a parent, I would know my kids, what they can handle and what they cannot handle. You cannot expose a child to certain things because you are afraid of those things happening to them. And then, oops, it turns out that you're the one who destroyed your child's innocence by bringing them here to a place where an adult woman is saying things that the adult woman wishes she, her adult self, did not have to see. These things can be sustained by a certain age group of children. God asked me afterwards and saying, they should not hide these things, especially from the older children, because aren't they the ones starring in the prophecies? And I said, you are absolutely right, Lord. They are the ones starring in the prophecies. For the Lord to say that middle schoolers are experimenting with backdoor sex is something else. In the prophecy called the penalty of the error in the body, I saw a 19-year-old boy and, and what looks like a 13, not even 13. I think that boy looked like he was 10 or 11. And the older boy was in love with a younger one and telling him, I will make your first time gentle, I promise. So are there sick and uneven things going on? Yes. But is it still your job as a parent to decipher if this should be shown to your child? Or should your child receive this information through you? Meaning that you filter it first and then give it to them in age appropriate chunks. My advice is you can make it more clear or more vague based on the child's age. And that should be enough. The title of this prophecy, the sodomy ritual part one, July the 5th, 2022. I will continue with the rest of it as the Lord gives time. Thank you for your support of this ministry. Until I see you again, you are much appreciated viewers and supporters. And until I see you again, goodbye.